FPL Game Week 23 team selection. Another FPL deadline is here and we're all focusing on Erling Haaland. Is he going to be available for Brentford away on Monday night? And should we be giving him the captaincy armband as well? Whether he's available or not, I have two free transfers and nine million in the bank. So plenty of money to spend and a couple of transfers to use. So today we're going to talk about captaincy and what I'm going to do with my team going into Game Week 23. What is up everyone? Welcome back to another video. FPL Harry here. Before we dive in, 1000 likes on the video. A quick review of Game Week 22, which is of course the midweek game week. Finally, FPL returned and it was a pretty good game week for me. Eze, the man that is Eze, I brought him in for Sheffield United at home and he returned a massive 14 points. I am recording just before the Bournemouth versus West Ham games and of course the Wolves versus Manchester United game as well. Currently, I am on a healthy green arrow. I got 62 points so far. That is 10 points above my safety score. Of course, the safety score is the score that I would need to get a grey arrow and not move rank. So I've moved up from 78k up about 30,000 places up to 48,000. That's pretty much all due to Eze. Now, Solanke versus Bowen tonight will basically decide whether I get a bigger green arrow or a slightly smaller green arrow. I will, of course, update the graphics with my total points before I upload the video, but at time recording, that is where I'm at. I captain Foden, was a little bit disappointed with his positioning in that game. It will probably put me off captaining him ever again whilst Kevin De Bruyne is fit and available. He did look a little bit wide right, but Manchester City do score a lot of goals, so I am happy I have double Manchester City in Alvarez, who scored twice on his birthday. Bakari Saka, the other one who came in nicely for me with a 10-pointer, he played a little bit more central in that game, which was great. The only disappointing thing for me was my defence. Poro, Gabriel, and then Trent Alexander-Arnold all blanking. Trent not even starting in that massive win over Chelsea. So not only did I am I a Chelsea fan, I started Palmer for his blank, and I started Trent for him not to start. So it was a pretty awful evening for that as a Chelsea fan, I can't lie. And I left Trippier on the bench for seven points. But I'm not going to sit here and complain. I got Eze, he 14 points. I've now got two transfers and let's see what I want to do for next week. So the big talking point is Erling Haaland. First of all, do we think he's going to start away at Brentford? B, who do I bring him in for? And C, then do I go and give him the captaincy armband? So right now, they played Wednesday. He played... 20 or so minutes and he didn't look great to be honest he didn't look really at it he scuffed some shots but the game was already won Brentford are a very physical team and a very tall team for me Erling Haaland is much much more suited to play that game than maybe Julian Alvarez is yes Julian Alvarez scored twice at home to Burnley but to be fair most Man City strikers could have scored twice at home to Burnley in that game and Alvarez from City fans I've been speaking to and generally watching the games hasn't been amazing. We can look at FPL returns and he's got some, but he's not been amazing. And if Haaland had been playing where Alvarez had in the recent games, I probably think Erling Haaland would have got more returns. Now, maybe I'm creating a narrative there, but I do probably think that Erling Haaland from a Wednesday to Monday turnaround will start that game away at Brentford. Now, do I think that Kem De Bruyne is going to start is another factor. Because if I don't think De Bruyne is going to start, if I don't think De Bruyne and Haaland both start, then that means Julian Alvarez is almost certain to start. Whether it's up front or in that slightly deeper role, he should start that game regardless as long as Erling Haaland and De Bruyne both don't start. But I have a bit of a fear that they will. So 
I have the option, of course, not to buy Erling Haaland. And then I, of course, have to decide who I go and sell. So if, in my eyes, I think that Haaland will start away at Brentford, I don't think he'll get 90 minutes. I think he'll probably get 60, 70, like we saw De Bruyne get during the midweek. Then I have to decide which of my forwards to sell. Now, Solanke has a great fixture at home to Nottingham Forest. Watkins, a great fixture away at Sheffield United. But if you remember, we all captained Watkins the last time he played Sheffield United and he blanked. And the other one is Alvarez. Now, I do think De Bruyne and I do think that Haaland will both start, which does put me off Alvarez. So right now, the plan is to sell Alvarez just because of how good the other two fixtures are. The issue is, is that Chelsea versus Aston Villa replay in the cup is not until before game week 24. If I knew that Watkins was going to blank in game week 29, now I know that's a long way away, but it is in the back of my mind. If I knew Watkins was going to blank that, then I maybe would consider selling Watkins. He is the most expensive and it would free up a little bit of money. I also do have a plan to sell Solanke over the next few weeks as well to go and probably buy Ivan Tony into my strike force. So there is a reason to sell all three of these. Watkins, if he blanks in game week 29, but unfortunately we won't know that before the game week 23 deadline. Solanke, I don't love some of the fixtures he's got coming up. He is also very likely to blank in game week 29 with both Wolves versus Bournemouth who play each other in game week 29, still being in the FA Cup. And then Alvarez, of course, could sell because if Kevin De Bruyne and Haaland both start, Alvarez probably won't. But there are positives to keeping them all, right? Watkins has great fixtures coming up. Solanke also has great fixtures and he's a cheap prize. Alvarez has a double coming up. And is Haaland and De Bruyne going to start both in the double? Probably not. So is Alvarez going to start one in the double? Then maybe. But at time recording, I do think if I decide to bring in Erling Haaland, it will be Julian Alvarez that leaves my team. Now, the other thing that I could do, I have two free transfers, of course. So if I'm not going to buy Haaland this week, then I have to make another transfer. And I have such a strong front eight at the moment that none of them are going to be sold this week, I don't think. So I have to look at defensive transfer. Pedro Porro has a good fixture this week. Trent, I don't plan on selling in case that double game week gets announced, but the chances of that are dwindling. Although there was a little bit of detective work done on Twitter the other day, which said that the Liverpool stadium tours for the Wednesday we expect the fixture to go in has been cancelled. So there are no no stadium tours on that Wednesday, which is really random if there's not going to be a match played that day. So maybe the double is still going to get announced, but I'm not going to sell Trent yet. I'm not going to sell Trippier, who plays Luton at home this week. I'm not to sell Porro. It's either Gabriel, but Gabriel has a fixture in game week 26 and might have a fixture in game week 29 if Chelsea get knocked out of the FA Cup. So it only really leaves Charlie Taylor. Charlie Taylor is currently yellow flagged and every time the Burnley lineup comes out, he's not included anymore. And every time that there is a Burnley press conference, Vincent Company basically just doesn't give an update on him, which is really unhelpful because I could do with him in both game weeks 26 and 29. So I don't have the usual next couple of fixtures on this graphic just because I don't play him every week. He's only really useful for me in the blank game weeks that they've got coming up. But Palace away, Brentford at home in the two blanks could be useful, could be fine if he was going to be available. The other thing, of course, is no offence to Burnley fans, but they do stink a little bit defensively. And even when Charlie Taylor plays, I don't massively expect so much from him. So if I don't want to buy Haaland, so let's say in the press conference, we don't get something massively positive, I could sell Charlie Taylor would probably be my other transfer. Now, the players that I would bring in, right now the best cheap defender for me, there are two of them. I could either buy Van Heck or I could buy Branthwaite to Everton. The issue with 
Branthwaite to Everton is and Van Heck is they're both unlikely to have a fixture in game week 29 and Branthwaite has a more difficult fixture away at Brighton in game week 26 so I'd probably favor Van Heck but they're both just likely to blank in game week 29 so it doesn't massively fix that issue for me so I could buy a defender who plays in both game week 26 and game week 29 but there aren't many that do that right now because Spurs blank. I could go to Burnley, another Burnley defender, or I could go to Brentford. Now, Brentford have West Ham away and Burnley in the two blanks. And I could go to someone like Ethan Pinnock, but Brentford are really, really struggling defensively at the moment. Ivan Tony is back. They look better going forward and they've scored some goals. Defensively, they still look a little bit shot. Pinnock is probably the one I would go with just because he has a little bit more of attacking threat. I could go to Ben Mee, complete the ultimate Ben Mee joke by finally owning him in my FPL team for what I think would be the first time. But this is the issue. There are no real cheap defenders and I don't want to go spending like five, six million on a fifth defender who it would be at the moment. So right now, if Haaland's not going to start, I really struggle for my other transfer. It would be Charlie Taylor out, I think. And I would go to another defender. Right now, it would probably be Pinnock just because he is guaranteed to play in both the blank game weeks right now. And I don't want to bring in another cheap defender and suddenly find in game week 29 that I've got an issue on my hands. So looking at my team for game week 23 as we line up, Dubravka is going to start in goal at home to Luton. I've held triple Newcastle. And finally, this is the week that I'm going to bring them all in with a good fixture into my defence. Trent I've had a lot of questions on from people, on people telling me I should buy Connor Bradley, 4.0, is he going to take the place of Trent? Like, I just don't see that happening. I don't see Bradley as a 4 million, even though however cheap he might be, being a good FPL asset virtually ever, unless Trent gets injured now. So Trent is in there, and I expect him to start against Arsenal. Trippier is in there, home to Luton, and then away to Everton for Porro. Now, Porro did take less set pieces with Madison back in the team, but he didn't take none. He definitely still took some corners. So he's not the end of the world to own right now. I will keep an eye on him over the next few weeks and what happens with Madison being back in the team. But right now I'm happy enough with him. Into midfield, Gordon, again, a nice home fixture. He might be up front if Callum Wilson and Isaac are both out. But either way, up front or on the wing, he's still a decent asset with a great fixture. Cole Palmer at home to Wolves. Chelsea were awful midweek, but we have been better at home against slightly weaker opposition. So fingers crossed that Palmer gets something and he doesn't play as deep as he did during the week as well, which was a little bit off-putting. Phil Foden in there and then Bakayo Saka. At the moment, I have a crazy benching headache. So to add in my forwards, I do plan on at the moment to use one free transfer to do Alvarez up to Erling Haaland and put the Kamsi armband on him. That is the plan at the moment. That means Solanke at home to Forest and Ollie Watkins away at Sheffield United will stay there. They're good fixtures. I'm still happy with them. I might be selling either of them going into game week 24, though, for Ivan Tony for his upcoming double, playing in both blanks, but it won't be happening this week. So I then have a benching headache, right? At the moment, Eze is yellow flagged, and we will have a Crystal Palace press conference, but we are expecting both him and Elise to be confirmed fit away at Brighton. Now, if either of them are out, not just Eze, but if Elise is out or Eze is out, then I won't start Eze because I only think Eze is good when he plays with Elise. Elise assisted both of Eze's goals during the week as well. So if either of them are out, I won't play Eze. But if they both are available, given that Brighton just conceded four goals, yes, it was away from home and now Brighton are at home and the first for Crystal Palace, I have a real difficult benching decision on my hands. There are a few options. I could bench Foden because if I expect De Bruyne to start, 
Foden might be out on that right wing again. So that's not as good for him. And maybe Eze being focal on set pieces is a better option than Foden is. In theory, I could also bench Saka, although he scored the last game and got 10 points. He's not been amazing as an asset recently. It is between Eze, who was the original plan when I bought Eze, just to bench him this week and next week against Chelsea, or it's going to be Phil Foden. At the moment, it is Eze, but if Eze and Elise are both confirmed fit, I will have to decide between Eze and Eze and Foden as my bench this week. As I said, earning hard and likely to come in. And if I do buy him, he will get the Campsie armband. If I don't buy him, I think Julian Alves will probably end up with a Campsie armband again. Vice captain is going to be on Cole Palmer. Just that home form for him is why it's going to go there. So just to have a look at what this means for my team over the next couple of weeks, up until game week 25 and into game week 26. So the plan does remain that I will do Julian Alvarez out and I will bring in Erling Haaland and he will get the county armband. At the moment, I plan to bench Eze, as I mentioned, and I will roll the second free transfer. Of course, I'm in a great position, I feel like, because I've got two free transfers at the moment and I keep just planning to roll the second one unless I really need it. Going into game week 24, Things look okay. I'm not massively concerned. Eze would have the bench position again. Gabriel would sit on the bench again. This is when I would start to look at Ivan Tony. So Ivan Tony in game week 24 goes away to Wolves and he's been very consistent. He's already got a goal, two goals and an assist so far. Wolves away. Then it is a difficult double, but guaranteed to play in both blanks just means I quite like him as an option. Now, because I went Eze, I've got a lot of money in the bank and I could sell either Slanky or Watkins. Now, Watkins, if they lose in the FA Cup, might be one to hold. But if they win, I might want to sell him. But the short-term fixtures, United at home, Fulham away, Forest at home, Luton away, are good. Whereas Solanke does have Newcastle away, Man City at home in there. So the plan would be to do Solanke to Ivan Tony next week, going into game week 24, with one free transfer. And I would roll the second free transfer. Things look pretty good. There's good fixtures across the board in defence and in goal as well. Then going into game week 25, which would of course be the double. Now, it would depend a little bit on if Liverpool get their double. If Liverpool don't get their double game week, I could do one of two things. I could add a third Manchester City asset, but I don't really think that is the play here. I could add one in defence, but I don't massively love any of their defenders, particularly for the most nailed one in Carl Walker got benched the other day. So... I probably wouldn't look if there's no Liverpool double game week to add another Manchester City option. I'm not exactly sure what I would do in game week 25 if that was the case. But if Liverpool do double, I would be looking to add a Liverpool attacker in here. I don't have a Liverpool attacker. And if they double with Brentford and Luton, then I would want one of them. It would depend if Mo Salah is back. Because if Salah is going to be back, that does impact Diego Jota. So I would probably do Watkins to Darwin in that case. I could always go back to Watkins the following week, but Watkins to Darwin for the double, if they get it in 25, would be the plan. If not, I could always go and buy, I could always go and buy Diego Jota in my midfield in place probably of Bakai Saka would be the one to go. And I would do Saka to Jota and roll the other transfer. Now, as I say, if if that Liverpool double doesn't come, which we are still expecting it to do, I'd probably look to do that Charlie Taylor move further down the line. Maybe Charlie Taylor out, maybe for a defender that we like going forward, another cheap option like a Pinnock, for example, who does double in 25, but it is an awful double. And I'm not even sure he'd find his way into my starting lineup in game week 25. So that is the plan over the next few weeks. I do think that Haaland will be my transfer in because I do think currently that he's going to start away at Brentford on Monday night and he will be my captain. 
Then going into game with 24, one free transfer to go and bring in Ivan Tony. And then game with 25 will probably be to try and add another double game week player if Liverpool do get it added. So that is the plan for this week. There, of course, will be a final thoughts video out this evening. You have a double upload from me today. Then there'll be a deadline stream on Saturday morning. So make sure you subscribe, drop any questions you have about your team in the comment section down below. Thank you so much for watching. Like and subscribe before you go. And I'll be back again very soon. Podcast Network.